We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to RotoWire's DFS MLB Podcast Wednesday edition, folks. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno. I'm joined again by my partner in crime, John McKechnie. We love talking baseball, especially when it comes to stuff that isn't really top of mind when it comes to game day analyses and FanDuel picks. John, you noted before we went on the air, there's some windy conditions out there in some of the ballparks today, and we want to give our listeners every advantage. What are you uh, insinuating by that, uh, that call? What are you looking for there? Well, I know when people tune into our podcast, they know that we're just a couple of noted meteorologists. So we, you know, <laughs> anything weather concerned, we're your guys. Um, but basically, uh, you know, it, it kind of jumped off to the page to me uh, last night uh, how windy it was out at Wrigley. Uh, the wind was blowing out 20 miles an hour, and the implied uh, run total was 12. And it's about the same tonight. It's going to be blowing. Uh, right to left. So you, you got to like your right-handed bats uh, in Wrigley uh, this evening. And then there, there's some other games with kind of interesting uh, weather patterns as well. The wind's blowing straight out uh, in St. Louis, 20 miles an hour, you know, and we've got some huge bats going in that game. Uh, the Detroit Baltimore game. I don't think that, that either of those teams particularly need help uh, scoring runs considering who's been pitching for them. I mean, that, that game last night was uh, absolutely ridiculous. And also uh, out at Kaufman, uh, where the Royals and the Yankees are playing, uh, the wind's also blowing straight out there, 20 miles an hour. So there, there's uh, some, there could be some wind-aided home runs uh, in action tonight. You know, like last night, uh, Cozart and and Tucker Barnhart uh, went yard. You know, and you don't really see that every day. I think the wind probably assisted those. So I'm going to be targeting a lot of bats from those games where the wind is blowing out heavily. See that? That's added value for you somewhere. And John, you kind of touched on something for me. Uh, 
I always wanted to be a meteorologist, but I'd like to do it in a place like Arizona where the weather's kind of automatic. So I, <laughs> right. could, just, I could just plug and play sunny and hot every day and uh, then my day is done. So uh, I'm looking for the easy way out. But you make a great point. When the wind is blowing out, uh, and especially in some of the noted uh, hitter-friendly parks, it's, it gives you added incentive to, to go after the bats in those parks. And, and you mentioned even Kansas City, which is, is not really a homer dome, uh, a homer location, rather. Uh, it's more of a pitcher's park, but when there's a 20-mile-an-hour right. wind, that kind of takes that pitcher's park uh, note right out of the window, doesn't it? So it, Yeah, it shrinks it. So it's an interesting thought and something that you can find the answer to when you look at our website. Rotowire does highlight in the daily matchups between pitcher and batter the, wind con- the weather conditions, so it's really worth a look. And a great point that you brought up, so I'm glad that we covered it off early on. And John, as usual, uh, I want to invite our listeners to follow me, Paul Bruno, at Statsman22, and you can follow John, who uh, who's at Johnny McKex, and he's a great follow. Not just weather information, but lots of tips <laughs> on, on the basketball scene and the hockey scene throughout uh, North America. Uh, he really knows this stuff in both quarters, and I'm thrilled to have you as my partner again, John, in year Likewise, two sir. for us. Uh, you know what? Let's get through the matchups. We're going to ignore the starts that happened before 7 o'clock tonight, just because we want to give our listeners time to really fill out a, a meaningful roster with good information uh, maybe on the drive home start listening to us and so on so john why don't you take us through the early part of the schedule and i'll handle the late games as usual all right kicking us off for the uh, late slate or the main slate portion of the evening we got the nationals uh, with jacob turner going on the mound against pittsburgh's garrett cole up at pnc park <clears throat> excuse me uh pittsburgh slight slight favorites uh here because turner a little bit inexperienced and garrett cole been pitching particularly well uh over under there at eight and a half then we have the orioles with ubaldo jimenez going to detroit to face uh michael fulmer uh detroit minus 143 favorites that's a nine and a half over under uh moving on to atlanta we're gonna have the J- your Blue Jays with Joe Biagini recently moved into the rotation going against Atlanta with Mike fulton uh, Atlanta's slight home favorites, minus 112 with a 9 uh, over under there. And we got the Phillies with Zach Eflin in a 2-8-1 ERA going to Texas to face Andrew Kashner with a 2-4-3 ERA. Texas, minus 126 favorites over under there at 10. So that's a little bit intriguing. Then we have the Reds with Scott Feldman uh, taking the hill at Wrigley going against Kyle Kendricks. Uh, the Cubs are checking in at a minus 164 favorite. I believe the last over underline was around 11 and a half, but that, that has changed uh, since earlier this morning. And then we're going to have the Rockies with Marquez, who's coming off an excellent outing, going to Minnesota to face Irvin Santana, who's been one of the better pitchers, at least as far as ERA and record is concerned, uh, to start the year. Twins minus 138 favorites, and the over under there is at eight and a half. And I'll, I got the rest of the slate, John. We got the Yankees and Michael Pineda, uh, 327 ERA, 3-2 three, three win-loss record. They're favored as they travel to Kansas City, uh, minus 132 on the money line. The over-under set at 9. They face Jason Vargas and the Royals. Vargas off to a great start with a 5-1 and one record, but a 1.01 ERA. 8.15 is the start time there. Rick Porcello not having the Cy Young-type start to his season. He's 2-5 and five for the Red Sox as they visit the St. Louis Cardinals. They took the cards last night, and they are favored again. A minus 116, the over-under at eight runs. Mike Leake pitching for the home side there. The White Sox will throw Miguel Gonzalez. 
He brings a 3-3 three and three mark, a 3.83 ERA into the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, Matt Shoemaker, 2-2, two and two, 4.50 ERA. The money line favors the home side there, minus 169. The over-under set at 7.5 for that 10.07 start. Then the A's throw Jesse Hahn. He's pitched some really good quali- a string of quality starts together. I'm starting to like what I see when I look at his uh, mathematics so far, John, and I'm leaning mm-hmm. toward him as my starter today. I'll give that up early. Uh, 2.74 ERA at Seattle, where they face Christian Bergman, who's 0-1 and with a 4.15 ERA. And the uh, home side is favored slightly, a minus 108 on the money line. 8.5 is the over-under in the runs. I guess the win might not be uh, going out in that park tonight. 10-10 is the start. Brewers mm-hmm. throw Matt Garza, 2-0 and record, 2.66 ERA in against the Padres and Julius Chassin, 4-3 mark with a, a bloated 5-12 ERA. Home side favorite of the min- minus 129. Over-under set at 7.5 runs for that 10-10 start. All right, John, as we usually do, we will begin our analysis with the top of the board on the starting pitchers uh, list, and we see Kyle Kendricks at the top of the list and Michael Fulmer and uh, Irvin Santana, Garrett Cole, and Brick Porcello. That's a five-pack that represents the top end of the board. Uh, which, if any of these guys, is attracting your attention and why? Boy, uh, this is kind of a tough uh, top of the slate as far as your pitchers yeah. are concerned. Uh, I think all these guys, either I'm not buying where they are price-wise or I'm, I just really don't like their matchup. You know, uh, with Hendricks, we're, we're, we have a game, you know, as we mentioned earlier, winds blowing out to left at 21 miles an hour. So those, those reds, uh, right-handed bats are going to be particularly dangerous this evening. Um, and I, I think also the Reds, uh, they don't strike out a whole lot. And, and Hendricks isn't a, isn't a big strikeout pitcher, so that even lowers his already pretty, you know, bottom or bargain barrel uh, strikeout percentage uh, that you can expect from him. So that, that kind of takes Hendricks out of consideration for me. Uh, Fulmer's going against an Orioles team that's second in baseball in terms of weighted on base over the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Santana, he's a guy that's been great so far. As I mentioned, uh, he's got a one five ERA, a point eight one WHIP, uh, but he's got a, his his FIP is fielding independent pitching is four four three five. I mean that that's such a drastic difference between his ERA and his FIP. It really just kind of suggests that there's not just some regression, but a pretty significant regression coming here. And he's you know the Rockies can certainly make anyone look pedestrian, so that worries me as far as Santana is concerned. Uh, Garrett Cole going against one of the best offenses in baseball and rick porcello uh going against a pretty hot uh cardinals lineup uh with the crazy wind factor there as well so uh, for me i'm not particularly interested in this top tier i'm gonna i'm gonna load up on my bats and use a cheaper pitcher personally yeah to me of that list of five pitchers michael fulmer is the best one uh, in my opinion for all the numbers that he's put up so far this year and even that going back to last year very consistent starter but i don't want a piece of him against that hot hitting orioles lineup and you made the case that uh, all the other pitchers in this range are facing similarly loaded offenses so or wind conditions that are not favorable to a strong pitching effort so uh, for all the reasons that you said and more I'm, I'm fading this group as well and looking for value below that group so why don't we take a look maybe we find it in the 8,000 range john there's six names in here beginning with jason vargas and ending with matt shoemaker what's your snapshot on this group I think Vargas and Pineda are both uh, very strong options on a, on a given night. But, uh, you know, in this particular context with, with the wind uh, and also it, particularly in Vargas's case, I think the Yankees lineup is so tough from top to bottom uh, and there's so much power on the on the right hand side of the plate. You know, that's going to be tough for a left hander to, to kind of make it out unscathed there. And Pineda, 
obviously a little bit easier of a matchup. I think the Royals offense has been pretty anemic throughout the year, but at the same time, uh, you know, you worry about a, a pop fly kind of just finding its way over the wall because of the wind there. So I, I, I would like, I would like to use either one of these guys. I, I, I couldn't really blame you. If you do, I would probably give the lean to Pineda over Vargas just because of, uh, who his matchup is going against. Uh, but I also, I also think that you got to consider Matt Shoemaker here. Uh, he's coming off probably his best start of the season. Um, he's at home. He's going against a White Sox team that, that is close to dead last in terms of weighted on base uh, in May. They are 29th in weighted on base as a team uh, since the start of May. So that's a very uh, anemic offense. Obviously, if you use the Angels starting pitcher last night, you got a little frustrated because the Angels uh, bullpen kind of coughed it up, forced the game to go into extras. So you do have to worry about the, the Angels shaky bullpen a little bit. But I think that Shoemaker would be a fine play uh, at his price. Yeah, I, I echo your sentiment on Michael Pineda, but I, I'm also uh, going to say that uh, in terms of the batter versus pitcher matchups, there's a few Royals that have done very well against him, so may, that's making me shy away. That's one area where I, one stat pack that I look at very closely, and if there's a group of pitchers that gang up on a, a group of batters that gang out, up on a pitcher, it makes me shy away if sure. there's significant sample sizes, and there are in that matchup, so uh, I echo uh, your sentiment on the other guys in that range, and actually, I'm, I'm looking for my starter in the next group. I already told you, Jesse Hahn is my, my case for uh, starting tonight. The guy's pitched very effectively in his last seven starts, holding all opponents to less than three runs in every out and his strikeout total is where you need it to be in order to score well in uh, in uh, FanDuel play. Quality starts as well. Five start quality starts in his last six outings. So I like that consistency. Uh, they're pit- playing in a in a pitcher friendly park as well. So that's the case that I'm making for Jesse Hahn. Is there any other value that you see in the range below eight thousand uh, dollars that you might be touching on, or are you looking higher up on the board? I think I think Kashner might be in consideration for me. You know, he's he's pitched reasonably well this year, um, but Philly's offense has been a little bit better than expected as well. Um, And it's it is going to be in Texas. So Kashner, some consideration for GPP for me, uh, checking in at sixty nine hundred. But I have one that's, you know, a very odd pick. I, I got Jacob Turner going at 5,500. Okay. I mean, you, you don't usually see a starter with any sort of viability or that isn't pitching at cores, uh, it, it, you know, priced down to 5,500, almost where like Mike Trout or Bryce Harper, uh, you know, the big bats tend to be priced here. So going against a Pittsburgh offense that, that I've kind of been targeting with my pitchers for most of the season, obviously, you know, I, it, this shouldn't be your only lineup here of the night if, you, if you're using Jacob Turner, but I think that's a good way to kind of separate yourself uh, from the pack as far as what your lineup uh, looks like. And it gives you, I mean, so much room to just have a completely loaded uh, lineup, really target those games with, with uh, like the high implied over-unders. So I think Turner might be my guy. He was, he was relatively solid in his one start out. I like, I like his win probability, even though uh, he's going to be opposed by Garrett Cole. I think that Jacob Turner uh, might be, or he is going to be my GPP uh, pitcher of the day. For yeah, sure. You know what? I'll also throw in another name that you might not have uh, thought about initially. Zach Eflin, the guy has pitched nothing but quality starts uh, 
throughout much, uh, the early part of this season. He's a big, strong guy, one of the quality arms that Philadelphia is grooming slowly. They're going to have a pretty good pitching staff before too long. This guy's going to be one of the centerpieces. He has no record yet, no wins, no losses, but he's pitched effectively. And uh, I like his chances tonight against a Texas team that's not uh, really roughing up too many pitchers these days. So $7,100 might make a good case for Zach Eflin. Like you said, an opportunity today to take a few uh, look at a few guys below the $8,000 mark and really load up on the offenses, John. Before we do that, though, we want to give a nod to our friends at FanDuel and reminding all our listeners that, hey, fans, uh, FanDuel's back and it's better than ever. Fantasy baseball is here for everyday fans. There's new contests starting every day. No busted season. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and compete against each other. And uh, new this this year, there's an upgraded experience. They, they have late swap contests, and I'm really loving that aspect because you can edit your players right up to the start time of their individual games. If you see some player notes or injury news particularly, that's really a, a great opportunity to, to really massage things uh, uh, during the course of the evening. There's no more worrying about a late lineup scratch or a sudden storm. Non-late swap contests are still available as well. There's updated scoring where quality starts are added, so your pitchers will have more control of their, over their own, own experiences. There's a friends mode where you can create a league for your friends, choose the days you play each week. Contests will be created automatically. Plus, there's a leaderboard which keeps track of how you're all doing against one another and that all-important bragging rights at stake. Uh, and uh, John, I've enjoyed the FanDuel experience with all the sports, but I really like the fact that in baseball, you can get up and, and uh, do something every day with, with a real good field of options. Uh, what's the attraction to baseball for you more than any other sport, if I can ask you that question? I think it's the fact that, you know, it's not always the, the great players that are going to get you the win. It's, you know, you really kind of dig into the numbers. You, you can, you know, find, find a, you know, sort of diamond in the rough, as it were, you know, uh, you know, some nights a guy like Kenny's Vargas can, can be the difference between you uh, winning a contest or, or not even making the cash line. Uh, so I think, you know, mostly in, in terms of GPPs, when you when you kind of have to go off the beaten path to find your players and construct your lineups, uh, that's what I really like about it because it. it there really is no uh, substitute for for just your research. You can't really just sort of willy nilly, uh, like I'm good, I'm just going to pick all these outfielders at 3,500, and I'm going to have you know uh, one of the highest priced pitchers. You know, there, there's so much more thought that's required uh, to make a winning uh, baseball lineup than I feel like there is for for football when you when you know everyone kind of jumps on the same bandwagon on a given on a given week. So I think baseball, just the the daily element of how how different the results can be on a on a daily basis, I think is what really attracts me to the to the FanDuel baseball. I echo your sentiment exactly. I mean, it's the outliers that can really put you in the winner's circle in baseball, but it's the outliers in basketball that can. Uh, that can that can kill you if you take a, a wrong gamble uh, in basketball and, and football it seems like you got to be on the right stars on the right yes day because if they fail you're you're sunk but baseball you can pick the outlier and they can put you into that winner's circle with a couple of homers or or a quality start so if you go to the bottom end of the charts today you're going against the flow basically uh in terms of the fan duel prices and like we said you got an opportunity today specifically to go for that flexibility and have that outlier put you into that winner's circle so great point john and i echo that sentiment completely we remind our listeners to have all the fantasy that baseball has to offer at fanduel you can be sports rich sign up today go to fanduel.com slash rw there's a special offer for new users deposit today and you'll get a free six-month rotowire subscription plus five free entries that's up to fifty dollars in value to try a variety of sports on fanduel that's fanduel.com slash rw all right john let's go with our 
our position-by-position position picks, starting with the top tier of catchers. Why don't you take us through the top few guys in that list and uh, give us your slant there, say, in the guy, on the guys over the uh, $3,100 mark and up. Uh, let's see. I mean, it, this is actually the most I've liked a, a, a slate of catchers, maybe all season. Uh, we got Yadi Molina checking in at 3,500, Gary Sanchez at 34, and Salvi at 34. Salvador Perez uh, going against the Yankees at 3,400. So these are these are all guys that are going to be playing in those in those you know wind affected games. Uh, Molina has been just uh, red hot, and he's been really really consistent. Uh, he hasn't had a, a, an output of zero Fanduel points in the entire month of May so far. So you know. He He's, he's really clicking well. Uh, I don't think that Porcello is going to be able to to limit that Cardinals offense too, too much. You are going to have to look out for some for some possible rain uh, there before you, you know, lock that lock your Cardinals or your Red Sox stacks in. But I think that Molina would be my choice. Uh, but, you know, can't fault you for going uh, Sanchez or Perez. But I do definitely advocate uh, using one of those three guys over um, the Wellington Castillo, uh, Victor Martinez, uh, Cameron Rupp and Chirinos. Uh, those are all other guys that are uh, slightly above 3000. I do like Vmart a, a good bit going against Dubaldo who wouldn't, but, um, I think that, that, that these top three guys, uh, you can make a case for any, any three of them. I think I am going to be paying up a catcher. One of those rare days where I am going to do that as opposed to usually going, uh, the bargain barrel route. Yeah, I echo your sentiment on Sal Perez. He broke a hit streak that where he was hitting consecutively in the last nine games, hit safely, and he has a great history against Pineda. I told you, there's a few guys that do have that history, and I'm looking for Kansas City to kind of gang up on the big uh, Yankees starter today. To that point, Perez, 8 for 20, with only three strikeouts and some power numbers in there mixed in against Pineda. That makes me lean in that direction. The OPS over one, uh, that's a big attraction and a significant enough sample size for a guy who's been hitting very well of late against a pitcher that he knows very well. So I'll lean in that direction too. Uh, following the numbers. I'd, I'd say they never lie, and, and uh, I'll run with that. John, what about the next tier below the 3,000? 3,000 and below, we got Robinson Torinos, Alex Avila at the top of the list, but on down, there might be some interesting plays down here too. Oh, well, Tyler Flowers has put together, you know, a solid week or so. Uh, he had, I think, one really, really monstrous game. Uh, yeah, on, on I th- believe it was Friday, he went for 38 uh, FanDuel points. Manny Pena, he's uh, he's the uh, Brewers catcher. He's checking in at 2,800. He's a guy that's uh, had, a, had a solid uh, last week or so. He usually has been hitting in the middle third of the order, so you'll need to make sure that it's him behind the plate as opposed to Jet Bandy. But if he is, I think he's a decent consideration going out against San Diego hedges is a guy that that uh you know on the other side of that game for for the Padres uh he's got a ton of pop so you know that there is the home run potential for him but uh he doesn't offer you the floor that a lot of these other catchers have but you know he does have a good bit of upside and I think you and I both uh we're always on the Luke Croy bandwagon yeah. and at 2700 as long as he's priced in this range he's a guy that, that's probably going to find his way into most of my lineups on a given night and uh, of these catchers Matt uh Frank's Franco's Francisco Cervelli, usually a pretty good on-base machine. He's got an interesting matchup today against Jacob Turner, and I'll take a piece of that one uh, as a quality bat uh, that 
has been a little bit underperforming of late, so it might be a good contrarian pick. But another guy that I really like in this range is Matt Wieters. He's having a great start to his uh, second career, I'll call it, in, in Washington. He went across yep. the beltway, and, and he's hitting upwards of 280, 285, and he's been putting the ball in play with some power, a good RBI production in a lineup that's loaded. So I think he's well-protected there and might be an interesting play at 2700 bucks today. So some value options among the catchers as well as the pitchers today. So it really gives you some flexibility. I guess we got a chance to put some big boppers in. Maybe some of those appear at first base, John. At the top of the list, I got a good look at Freddie Freeman the last couple of days in Toronto. And as a fan of the Jays, I didn't like what I saw. But this guy <laughs> is really raking right now and really worth the worth the price at $4,600. Joe Biagini, the converted uh, reliever, has looked okay in a couple of starts for the Jays, but a real big test for him with the heart of that Braves order that looks really solid to me and Freddie Freeman central to that. What about some of the other guys in the plus 4,000 range? Joey Votto has some great numbers too of late. Uh, are either of those or are the other, other guys in this range uh, to your liking? Let's see. I mean, it, it's really hard to go against Votto. I think that I'm going to try to get as much exposure to that to that Cubs uh, Reds game as I can. I think Votto uh, certainly fits that build there, but uh, the wind I mean, he's a guy that they can hit it opposite field. So I wouldn't be as worried about him as, a, as I would like a left-handed dead pull hitter uh, as far as, you know, trying to use the wind to the advantage. Uh, Zimmerman, uh, obviously he's off to, you know, the best start of his career. Uh, Myers probably not going up for 4,100 to get, to get at him when I, when I'm going to, when he wouldn't be my only or he would be my only padre in my lineup uh so i think matt carpenter uh makes some sense as well i think i'm going to try to get a good bit of cardinals in so i think my favorites from from this group uh are just because of the stack potential is probably vado and and carpenter so at 4300 and four four thousand uh respectively yeah and i'm going to add the name of ryan zimmerman how can you not like the the start that he's had this year in that middle of that Washington lineup. He looks like the real deal once again. Uh, so I'll add him in the mix uh, as a consideration. Eric Thames says day to day with an illness. We have a note there. So you might want to shy yep. away from him at that $4,200 price tag. And uh, those are the top picks that I, that I see and you see in this range too, John. So let's take it down a notch and see 3,900 down to 3,500. There's about five or six guys here, including one guy that I really like. Uh, let's see. Jose Abreu going out to LA. I think he makes some sense at 3,900. I really like Rizzo here, though. Uh, he's at 3,900. Uh, he's a great way to get exposure to that to that Cubs game, and you know you rarely are seeing Rizzo uh, below that 4,000 threshold. And you know, frankly, his numbers uh, for the first few weeks of the season kind of warrants his price being driven down a little bit. But uh, he he's put up points in four straight games. Uh, he homered uh, on Tuesday night, so I think things are ten. Uh, they're trending in the right direction as far as Rizzo is concerned. So I do like uh, Rizzo a good bit. Then you have Miguel Cabrera, uh, Justin Smoke, and then Chris Davis at 3,500. Um, he's a guy that hit two home runs uh, last night, and he also had an opposite field double. Uh, so he's it's, it seems like uh, you know it, it's well known that when he's hot, he it's it's really tough to beat Chris Davis as far as his power production. And it seems like he's starting to get on one of those roles here. Um, you know, almost 90 FanDuel points over his last two outings. Crazy. Uh, yeah. And home runs in three consecutive games. So, uh, he's heating up 3,500. I think, uh, this would definitely be a, a time to get some, uh, Chris Davis exposure as well. And I, I think that, uh, there's a good bit of wind, uh, in that Detroit game as well. So, uh, he's definitely on the board for me. Well, one guy doesn't need, who doesn't need wind based on 
the matchup uh, tonight is Miguel Cabrera for me against Ubaldo. This is one of the more significant histories in terms of career matchups, batter versus pitcher, and it's been all Miggy all the time. 15 hits in 47 at-bats with some power numbers, some good RBI totals, and he walks to the OPS right up there over 900 where you like it to be uh, on a matchup such as this. And uh, I I think, again, I can't go against the numbers. Uh, Cabrera prone to the uh, long ball and, uh, sorry, Jimenez prone to the long ball and uh, Cabrera certainly can deliver it. Another guy right behind him on this list though is Justin Smoke, a guy who won't leap uh, front of mind when you just take a glance at these pages but but he's been hitting up a storm for the Jays and the on-base is creeping up steadily. I like what I've seen out of out of Smokey and uh, it doesn't matter righty or lefty. He's, he's hitting everybody right now so uh, at $3,500 uh, maybe one of the hottest sticks in the Jays line up and they'll be smarting from a couple of losses against Atlanta looking for resent revenge in the second half of this home and home set right yeah and uh, I think I think uh, Yonder Alonso at 3400 too uh, he's been uh, one of the big stories of the season I think he has a favorable matchup against Bergman uh, you know obviously he's a right-handed pitcher so anytime that Yonder against a righty I think he also uh, has to be considered yeah and one guy who's been a little dormant in terms of the power numbers this year so far is Hanley Ramirez but I'm looking for him to bounce back the, the Red Sox do have that potent lineup and Ramirez finds himself in the middle of this thing more often than not and uh I, that underperformance can't go on forever. This guy's a pretty good hitter, John, and I like the matchup that he gets tonight against a pitcher who's been struggling of late, so I'll take a piece of that. Eric Hosmer right behind him at $3,200. If you want to gang up on the Yankees, this is another guy you got to get in there. Uh, I'll take the left-handed stick against the, the power of righty and, uh, and uh, take a shot at him tonight. So a couple of other finds in this range from me. Uh, what about below the 3000 mark, or 3000 and below? Any uh, contrarian place that you like here, John? Uh, the the only ones that I would really consider here are, are probably Kendry Morales, uh, Josh Bell, maybe Albert Pujols, um, but the, there's really not a whole lot of reason to to go to this end of the board with your first baseman. Uh, C.J. Cron might make some sense as a contrarian GPP guy uh, because he is just 2400, so that does kind of unlock uh, some some you know big hitters elsewhere in your lineup. So I guess Cron I guess would be my favorite of these bargain guys, but I'm probably not going to have too many lineups where I'm punting on first base. Yeah, I agree with you. The only other name that I can throw out there is Adam. He's uh, hit Garrett Hold per- Cole pretty hard. If you look at the exit velocity on on his uh, hits against Cole in, in not eight at bats, the average is about almost 100 miles an hour. So he's getting good wood on on the balls in this matchup, albeit a limited sample. But uh, Garrett Cole's not hot. Adam Lind is. So that's another factor too. So uh, if you want to take a flyer down there, maybe that's the guy. But I like you. Uh, I'm going to the top of this board, given that we went cheap on a couple other positions and can afford to do so. Second base is the next group that we'll look at. John, there's two, na- two, two names that stand above the, the field at the $3,800 mark. So let's deal with these two guys. First off, it's Brian Dozier and Daniel Murphy. Are you playing or fading these guys tonight? I'm probably fading both of these guys. Uh, I think uh, on a nightly basis, you know, they, they, they certainly warrant a place in most of your lineups. Uh, but I, I just I feel like the... I got to load up on first base and third base. Uh, so I got to, you know, make a bit of a sacrifice as far as my second base is concerned. So I, I probably 
give a slight lean to Dozier over Murphy in this matchup or, you know, between the two of them, uh, because I think the pitching matchup that he faces is a a little bit more favorable. Um, You know, he's going against a Colorado pitcher, whereas Murphy's going against Pittsburgh's ace. Um, And Dozier also has a bit more of a stolen base potential as well. So I give him the slight edge, but I'm probably not going to have a ton of exposure to either of these uh, tonight. So I think moving down the board, I think Starlin Castro uh, makes some sense at 3,500. He has really nice numbers against lefties to start the year um but he doesn't have the power numbers per se Uh, i don't think he's hit a home run off of a southpaw yet this year so that you do have to take that into consideration a little bit but i I like his ability to get on base maybe get a few extra base hits there and then i think that yankees lineup can bring him around as well so 3500 is probably the most expensive i'm going at second base and it would be with castro yeah, I'll add uh, the name of Ian Kinsler and, and maybe Cesar Hernandez, two guys that are quality hitters. Kinsler on a bit of a roll of late, and I, I like the lineup the Tigers can put out there against Jimenez, who could be in for a long night. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm not saying necessarily that Baltimore is going to lose it, John. So you, your team has hope, believe me. But uh, I certainly like Kinsler and that offense uh, tonight oh, yeah. at $3,400. Cesar Hernandez really emerging as one of the top keystone players uh, Play, position players in the majors he gets a lineup uh, that's starting to look a little bit better uh, in Philadelphia as we go into the season Hernandez for his part the batting average over 300 the guy's a threat to run as well when he gets on base don't forget about the stolen base value there sure. and then another guy that I like in this range over to 3000 is Dustin Pedroia how can you not like the Boston captain in the middle of that lineup uh, still a very potent group against the St. Louis team that has to be smarting from the, the hurting that the Red Sox put on them last night and I think they could be in for more of the same this evening john what about the guys less than three thousand in the second base position anybody that could fill out the roster and give you that added flexibility that we're looking for elsewhere here here comes uh the chalkiest play of the day for the second day in a row ian happ uh the cubs uh checking in at just 2300 he was uh owned 36 percent in one of my tournaments last night and 44 in another tournament uh because he was 2200 and batting cleanup against the reds in in a game with a 12 as it's over under so i mean he's basically just like a you know your free space and bingo uh as far as your lineup was concerned last night and i i assume that he's gonna have similarly high ownership because he certainly delivered last night well over 30 points i know he had a home run so hap hap is definitely you know almost like a cheat code for for this evening's uh (laughs) slate uh so I'm definitely going to get some some Ian Happ going. I'm going to add the name of Jose Peraza. The guy comes into tonight's action on the heels of two straight multi-hit efforts with some extra base pop thrown in. Another guy who can uh, run around the bases at will uh, for $2,300. That might be another flyer that you can take at the second base, base position. So I can really see a consensus here, John, where we went big on the first baseman, but we went kind of cheap in terms of a couple of options elsewhere. Uh, I'm thinking we got some big money to spend at third base. Why don't we take a look at the top of that board? and uh, let me hear your opinion on the two guys are over 4,000 are you plugging in Nolan Arenado or Chris Bryant tonight uh, I'm going I'm going with Chris Bryant I think you know the the right hand you want the right-handed power in that game uh, he's going to be going against Scott Feldman who's pitched a little bit better than expected this year but you know Bryant's a guy that I think it, uh is is about ready to start you know kind of living up to where we expect him to be his sort of nl mvp form uh he homered three three days ago but that was you know in cores but i think that tonight uh that all the factors that we've talked about i think uh certainly put bryant in play i think that you know he's 
if you can get a Bryant Rizzo stack, which which I think I'm going to try to get uh, in several lineups, I think he's he's definitely the way to go. I I just I, I like Nolan Arenado, of course, but I would just prefer him a little bit more uh, in cores than I do in Minnesota. Not that really any park can hold Nolan Arenado's power, but he also is going against uh, Minnesota's ace. So I think Bryant is a, you know slightly cheaper, and I think I like his matchup and the park factor uh, better in this uh, scenario. Yeah, I like your lean in that. Uh, pairing too but i think the next guy on the list for me uh, is is uh, just as good a value maybe more miguel sano when you look at the exit val- uh, velocity on the leaderboards this guy's at the top of the list he's hitting the ball yep. hard and he's hitting it far he's got 10 homers 30 rbis already uh, great power numbers for a guy who looks like he's coming into his own this guy's a prototypical third baseman that you really love to plug in and minnesota's really got something here and 3900 dollars. he's a great pick tonight because he's got the interesting matchup against German Marquez uh, who's got a bit of a bloated ERA uh, I think that's too much of an attraction to pass up if you can spare the dime and uh, fit Sano into your lineup but beyond him are there other guys that might be worth a play I know they're listing Josh Donaldson at $3,800 he's not ready to go yet he'll be up in Baltimore to face your Orioles as I understand it so you're going to fade him but what if you look down the list a little bit Travis Shaw also an injury note with a finger injury but there are other viable options in the plus 3,500 range here John. Uh, Jed Jerko, 3,700, you know, he, he kind of fits the mold of if you want to load up on your Cardinals. Uh, Machado, I think, makes some sense because of where he hits in that Orioles lineup uh, in, in a game that I think both of, I, both of us agree uh, is going to have a good bit of runs. You know, if even if both the starters do reasonably well you know get through five innings with three earned or six innings with three earned uh both those bullpens not only are they going to be taxed after last night's game but both of them even when they're fresh have been pretty bad so i think that there's just going to be a lot of uh like potential late game kind of uh cash line swinging uh sort of uh plays going on in that orioles tigers game because of the bullpens yeah. uh, that can just be absolutely taken advantage of there so i like i couldn't blame you for using either jerko or or machado there yeah i love the call i think that's going to be a high scoring affair as we touched on uh what about any value a guy well let's look at 3500 on down to 3000 let's break it up a little bit john there's a lot of names here uh, a couple of names that uh, leap out to me of course adrian beltre uh might still uh, i think he's still out for a little still bit out though. for a little bit yeah that's right anthony rendon i meant to say is a guy who's really raking right now and and uh, a guy who uh, i i think you could be on in a big way tonight given the matchup that he has against garrett cole we mentioned that he's struggling a little bit so that's a name that i like kyle seager is a guy that you can never really go too far wrong a quality hitter uh, and he's in uh, against jesse Hahn. i know he's my starter of choice but if you're going to look for uh, a guy who could rough rough him up it could be Kyle Seeger a veteran hitter who uh, has the benefit of the righty lefty matchup there I agree yeah I agree with all those takes and then I think Michael Franco is a guy that that's just too talented to kind of continue his, his slump for too much longer uh, and obviously uh, going to Texas I think is uh, is something that uh, any any hitter looks forward to so I think he's a guy uh, that's certainly in consideration he's he's doubled in each of his last two games so maybe he's starting to come around a little bit but uh, beyond those guys uh, you know pretty much everyone uh, down below there is sort of either low upside or injured so i i don't think i'm gonna go too too low here on on the third base wagon i think i'm i'm gonna stick with that upper upper echelon of five or six guys yeah i can't even come up with a name that that can make 
you question that that judgment, John. I agree with your sentiment there. There's not a whole lot to choose from below the 3,000 mark, and that's why they're accurately priced, I guess. Uh, Let's go to the shortstops then and take a look at the top of the board. There are two guys that stand above the field. And uh, they are Trey Turner and Gene Segura. Segura, for his part, really hitting up a storm uh, right at the top of the batting average uh, board now that he qualifies with the at-bats, having a great start to his season in Seattle as a table setter there. And Trey Turner, again, in the middle of... uh, in that Washington offense against Garrett Cole may be a very attractive pick. So you can make a case for either of these two very easily. Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. Both these guys are, are basically just studs right now. I mean, Turner, uh, such as threat to, to go steal a base or, or get, grab that extra base when it, when he gets one into the outfield. Uh, so both those guys, very, very intriguing, uh, for this evening. Uh, personally, I, I kind of like Zach Cozart and I, I'm, you know, you're kind of betting on lightning striking twice here because he did uh, get that home run in Tuesday's game. But uh, his batting average has been so strong throughout the year that I, I think that he's certainly worth worth your consideration at just thirty two hundred. You know, he's hitting uh, just a hair under three forty uh, with three home runs. It's from the right side of the plate and obviously wind blowing out to left at Wrigley for the millionth time. So I think that, uh, you know, he's. <laughs> He's definitely he's definitely on my radar. I think Cozart and and Addison Russell are both guys that that I would be uh, targeting, especially from the shortstop position. What about if we go a little bit lower, John, uh, in and into that uh, next tier? What do you think uh, about that group? Uh, I think Elvis Andrews might be fine. Aledmus Diaz is a guy that that uh, he's a uh, consistent contributor. Uh, again, again, another way to get yourself some exposure to that to that Cardinals game so I think that he makes uh, some sense uh, Dansby Swanson uh, looks like he's starting to kind of live up to his hype as, as one of the best prospects in all of baseball he homered uh, on Tuesday he's driven in runs in three of his last four games uh, going for double digits in each of his last two games so I think that he's a guy that you know might be starting to turn a corner maybe he's starting the game starting to slow down a little bit for him he's starting to kind of get his comfort level uh, going so Swanson makes uh, a little bit of sense at 2700 going against Biagini and uh, Tim Anderson I think makes a little bit of sense as well because I think that his his uh, you know kind of billing is one of the best shortstop prospects is you know slowly but surely starting to come around a little bit but um, I, I'd still overall probably picking Diaz Russell um, or, or Cozart as, my, as far as my shortstops are concerned but those other guys that I mentioned I think uh, are worth a look as well yeah I'll add the name of Eric Abar into the mix he's got a great uh, ledger against the his opposite uh, pitcher tonight Matt Garza 8 for 26 in that matchup with some power only four strikeouts so the ball will be in play the batting average and the on-base percentage are there in this matchup so is the slugging so I'll take that history and say Eric Abar is a guy worth looking at and you also mentioned the guy that I like the most in this position that's Aledmus Diaz in six of his last 10 starts at least two hits a couple of three hit efforts in this game in this uh, slate so I'll take the hot stick every chance I get Rick Porcello not the intimidating pitcher that he was last year I think this could be another high-scoring affair, and Diaz could make sense for me at 2,900. Certainly, Abar at 2,800. Two good low-value options that uh, could be contrarian plays if everybody else goes elsewhere, and I'll be happy to take that side of it. Sure. What about the outfield, John? The top of the board, we see a $5,000 price tag on Bryce Harper, 4,900 on Mike Trout, and Mookie Betts at 4,600. That's the class of the field. Uh, which which way are you leaning on the three of these guys? 
if if I had to go with one of them, I'd probably go the Mookie Betts route um, because he's he's the cheapest of the three, and I, I like that I like exposure to that game the most out of out of the other three. I just I like I love Mike Trout, but the rest of that lineup is so bad. It's so hard for uh, you to count on. Uh, you know, when Trout gets on base, you really don't know if if, if the rest of that lineup is just going to make three unproductive outs right behind him. It, it just seems like that's the case more often than not. Uh, Bryce Harper, uh, it's really just a matter of do you have five thousand to spend on, on an outfielder? And if you go really cheap uh, with pitcher, you know, he's certainly a possibility. Uh, certainly couldn't blame you. So I, I, if I were to, like, you know, order him out a little bit for for the evening, I would go bets. Harper than Trout as far as his upper echelon of your outfielders are concerned. I love that call. I agree with you completely on it. And right below them, we've got Aaron Judge, who continues to rake. And you mentioned the ball is expected to fly out of Kansas City. Can you imagine this guy licking his lips at the weather report? (laughs) He's got to be loving that. And uh, at 4,200, he's he's right up there near the top of the board already in in what is effectively his rookie season. A remarkable start for the big man. Absolutely. Right behind him, we've got Nelson Cruz, Aaron Alther, and then a, and then Charlie Blackman. Why don't we fill up, finish up with the four thousand plus before we move down the board, John? What do you think of this group? Boy, I, I mean, there's really uh, you know a case to be made for all these guys. Blackman so versatile; he's able to kind of fill up the the Fanduel uh, stat sheet uh, so consistently in such a, a great variety of ways. Uh, but that Judge, the Judge and Cruz, like that that sort of power upside that they bring to the table, uh, it's really hard for me to ignore. So I, I am going to try to get some Aaron Judge action going tonight at 4200. Yeah, and another guy in this group, I like Aaron Alther. He's had at least two hits in in six of his last nine games, so another hot stick in that matchup. Uh, against Texas that I I will try and find a way to get him in a couple of my lineups as well. Charlie Blackman uh, uh, at the top of the Colorado lineup, uh, always an attraction for me, and he's on a bit of a run right now too. So you can make a case for a guy who's uh, got the lefty-right advantage against Irvin Santana, batting 319 with nine homers, 30 RBIs. All the numbers are there, and he's on an upward uh, trajectory of late. So why not try and find a way to get the Rockies leadoff guy into your lineup if you can? Matt right. Kemp also, uh, if we go to the next tier, hitting up a storm for the Atlanta Braves. Every time I mention this guy, he goes off. So I'm a little bit afraid of saying it, given that he's going up against my Jay but he's the top of the guy in the next tier along with Ryan Braun Kevin Pillar also hitting the lights out for the Blue Jays really coming into his own and making an early bid to distance himself from Kevin Kiermeyer in the defensive category as well we saw Kiermeyer have a Kiermeyer have a, I don't know what's going on with Kiermeyer yeah, right now a couple of balls right through his legs for some little league homers on the highlight reels mm-hmm. and man oh man uh, Jose Bautista for some reason at $3,800 I don't quite get that he's not really doing much offensively he's had the power numbers come up creep up a little bit but he's still uh, swinging at a lot of uh, pitches and missing so I, I don't get that $3,800 price tag why don't you take us through those names and the rest of the guys in the plus 3600 range I think one that one name that uh, everyone's going to be kind of jumping on tonight after last night, uh, J.D. Martinez yeah. at thirty six hundred, uh, still feels like a, a little bit low uh, versus you know what he can give you on a given night. He's gone over forty points in two of his first four games back. Uh, he had two home runs and three walks or four walks uh, in Tuesday's game. Uh, I read I read somewhere that not even Barry Bonds ever did that once in a game, which is you know that that's saying something. If yeah. you have something with all the 
those walks and home runs and not even bonds uh, was able to hit that mark. So he really stands out to me. I, I assume that his ownership is going to be really high in both cash and in uh, tournaments because he, he's really still uh, not too expensive at 3,600 and he gets Jimenez. Um, so if you want to fade him, uh, you know, you, you know, that is a bit risky because he, he does look like J.D. Martinez is, is is really back and that matchup is really, really favorable. So, I mean, fade him at fade him at your own peril um, just to try to separate yourself from from the high ownership percentage. But I mean, it, it's going to be tough for me to not use J.D. Martinez in, in at least some of my lineups this evening. Yeah, I love that call. He's going to make it into the lineup that I post at the end of this show uh, for sure, John. And I also like Lorenzo Cain. Yeah, the ball will be flying out of uh, Yankee uh, of uh, the Royal Stadium, and he's in the middle of a of a lineup that's not really performing at uh, top levels. But I like the fact, like I said, I'll hit the point again that a number of these guys have pretty favorable marks against the the, uh, the uh, starting pitcher for the Yankees, Pineda, and Kane is another one of those guys that could feast in this matchup. I love the call on J.D. Martinez, like I said. So those are the two guys that really stand out in this group for me. Uh, what about if we go below thirty five hundred dollars? Let's take it. Let's take it down to three thousand and uh, see if you like any of the names down here well we got a we have a ton of names here so i'm just gonna you know pick a few i think keon broxton makes some sense uh, i think kyle schwarber at, at 3100 that's a really uh, enticing price tag for for a guy that uh hit a ball i think 462 feet <laughs> on tuesday night so i think uh he's certainly interesting i think adam duvall uh makes some sense as well and down to three thousand um tommy fam actually uh he's been he's been hitting second a lot so again just sticking with that cardinals theme i think that that fam you got to make sure that he's in the lineup and then that game's good to go but i think that he's he's a guy that gets overlooked a lot but he's actually been producing uh, at a pretty nice clip uh since he got called back up here so uh 17.1 is his average fanduel point out, uh, output per game so i mean that's t- pretty tough to ignore for a guy that's you know three thousand going against a pitcher that hasn't been uh, as good as expected here so you know hitting 342 uh nine rbi uh, thus far, I do like Tommy Pham at 3,000. I like Domingo Santana in addition to the names that you mentioned. He's got five multi-hit games in his last eight starts and uh, some power involved there, good RBI production, and he gets the matchup against Julius Chassin, which he's not really pitching up a storm so far this year, so that's another name that I'll throw out into the mix. John, it's time that we go on to uh, see what the lineups are that we've put together for tonight's game, so why don't you start us off and let me know what your lineup might look like this evening. All right. And then uh, one last uh, value outfielder before I get into this. Uh, Matt Caesar at 2300. He's been actually doing very well since since uh, San Diego picked him up. So he's he's someone to potentially consider. I think he hits relatively high in that lineup as well. Uh, he's been doing well. Uh, but my lineup starting us off here, Jacob Turner, again, uh, kind of a kind of a, a wild card lottery ticket type of uh, pick here as far as my pitcher is concerned. Certainly, this is a GPP style lineup. Um <laughs> But, you know, I think that he's a guy that can shut down an anemic Pirates offense that really has been one of the worst in baseball uh, throughout the course of the season. Moving on to catcher, I got Yadier Molina, uh, first base Rizzo, uh, second base Starlin Castro. Uh, I'm not completely in on that. I might make a tweak to that as as far as my second base is concerned. Maybe maybe go for the Ian Happ route and, and, you know, be able to load up a little bit more elsewhere. Um, Chris Bryant is my third baseman. At shortstop, I have uh, Zach Cozart. And then for my outfield, I have Adam Duvall, uh, Matt Holliday, who's been hitting third in that in that Yankees lineup, and Aaron Judge. So uh, a lot of just Yankees cards and Cubs uh, as 
as far as my lineup is concerned this evening. Yeah, John, I've I made a case for all the guys I'm going to mention, so I'm going to get, get through it pretty quickly, too. I'm going to start Jesse Hahn. Uh, I like the favorable matchup in that pitcher-friendly park. He's been pretty good in terms of delivering quality starts consistently, not being tagged for more than three runs in any of his starts in the last seven outings, so I'll take that level of consistency. Uh, I'll, I'll have him throwing to ca- Salvador Perez at the catcher position. Uh, he's he's uh, a great uh, play at the top of the catcher board. We highlighted that aspect, and I've said all along Michael Pineda is going to get tagged tonight, and P- Perez might be one of the guys that gets to him. Cabrera in, in, at first base, a no-brainer for me with the history that he has against Ubaldo, so that is a standalone comment. Dustin Pedroia against uh, Mike Leake and the Cards. Uh, I think that the, the Red Sox gang up on him, and Pedroia is going to be in the middle of most of their offense for $3,200. Cheap value there. Mike Moustakas, another guy against Pineda at the hot corner. Aledmus Diaz carrying a hot stick in in uh, tonight's action for St. Louis against Boston. Rick Porcello, who's not the Rick Porcello of last year, so at twenty nine hundred bucks, my cheapest guy in my lineup. Lorenzo Cain, the third Royal that I'll have in the, in the lineup tonight at thirty five hundred dollars. I'm ganging up on on the Yankees tonight. I hate them. Sure. <laughs> and uh, I know you don't mind that. J.D. Martinez against your Orioles. Uh, you mentioned the the great debut he's had in four games so far this year. I'm betting it continues against Ubaldo tonight. Then in the outfield, I go with a trio of guys. We didn't really talk too much about Kevin Pillar. He's been an, uh, maybe the Jays' best player so far this year yep. and uh, really developing into an all-around player. So I really like him to round up my squad. Uh, why don't you take us through what uh, the Rotowire lineup optimizer has in store for today, John? All right, so starting out with your pitcher, uh, the optimizer likes Matt Shoemaker going against the White Sox. Uh, moving down to catcher, we got Jonathan Lucroy. At home, going against Philly, you know, Lucroy has been hitting in a, in a nice part of that lineup le- uh, recently and starting to kind of uh, jump up that batting average on balls in play, which was down at like 200 recently. So that's good to see. Uh, CJ Cron at, at 2,400 makes some sense as a value first baseman. Uh, Jonathan VR uh, of the Brewers uh, going to San Diego. Uh, he's, ch- he's checking in at 3,200. And we have Chris Bryant at the hot corner. Optimizer likes you paying up there. Uh, it also likes Trey Turner at shortstop. Mike Trout is one of your outfield spots at 4,900. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez, uh, your second outfielder at 2,900. I think that's a really nice price for cargo. And Randall Gritchick, you got to make sure that he's in the lineup. But at 2,700, you know he's yet another Cardinal with the, with the pop potential uh, that can definitely uh, hit value for you there. So that that's what the optimizer is liking for this day all right john i got a strategy question to you to ask you last night's game the jays trailed by a run against atlanta two runners on top of the uh, bottom of the eighth inning and uh, devin travis who's been uh, who's got 12 doubles so far this month he was asked to bunt with no no outs and he failed to get the bunt down and then the the uh, the rally was snuffed out with a, with a double play liner to end the inning didn't like the call john uh, the bottom third of the lineup coming up next. Uh, wh- what's your slant in, in terms of the bunt in general and and that part of that strat- strategic uh, try? I'm of the uh, Brian Kenny school of uh, end all bunts. No more bunting. <laughs> I love that, John. <laughs> it doesn't factor into FanDuel play at all. So uh, 
why don't we try and drum it right out of the right out of the sport? Uh, yeah, come uh, on, now. <laughs> absolutely, get rid of it. <laughs> All right, so a fine way to end it there. We'll leave it, uh, John. So for John McKechnie, who's a great follow at Johnny McKex, I'm Paul Bruno, and you can follow me at Statsman22. We wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks. Come back to listen to your pods, our pods on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody. 